This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. It's Free FM, Sloane Peterson, I Want You. You see what she only puts out an EP, because the songs are only 2 minutes and 11 seconds long. It's ridiculously short. I mean, no one does that since the Beatles. Two-minute songs. Max Christopherson, you remember the days of two-minute songs on the radio, wouldn't you? Yeah, I do, Sad. I'm old enough to remember those ones. And uh, <laughs> the problem is, is by the time you've introduced them, it's time to put an ad on and the, and the song's gone in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no time to go out for a wee, I can tell you that. For no, now. no. Yeah. Thank goodness for Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven and Bohemian Rhapsody, all <laughs> seven-minute songs. Hey, um... <laughs> Lovely column in the Waikato Times. I've got to say, uh, you know, I've got to say that on the radio, it was just a lovely column. You're talking about nostalgia, what is home, um, and it was beautiful. It was it was? You're a fine writer, mate. You're a fine writer. Look, I, I greatly appreciate the comment. Um, I have to say, there was your comment about the arid hills of the deep south that got me going, oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the notion of actually feeling uh, the landscape and feeling the geography of the place, and uh, I feel it very deeply too. And uh, I was just happy that. Um, Hopefully, I got to put some of that sentiment in that column. Mate, if you could help me out. Now, I've got to make do the waiver here. Of course, I'm uh, at the moment, I'm just like a, 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 a normal Hamiltonian bloke doing a radio show, so I don't represent the views of anyone else but myself. But uh, in my other life, um, I said as a Hamilton City Councillor, tomorrow is the day we, we uh, put the nail into the, um, the 10-year plan and pin it to the wall. Um, you know, for supposedly the next 10 years, but we all know it's three until someone comes along and changes it again. But... Um, this is a place, and I'd, I, if there's anyone who could do this, it would be you. Could you turn something like that into passion and poetry? What would you like as your top five things for Hamilton, the town you love so much? Okay, can we go one at a time, and I'll share one between you, and, and let's bounce backwards and forwards a little bit. Great deal. Here's, here's one of them, and I, I've seen it written many times in the Waco Times from letters to the editor. And I think one of the things is, is I think we need to have a council that can get back to inflation rates as the rate rise. So three, three and a half percent. The reason I say that is I'm becoming increasingly concerned about the elderly. And by that, I mean folks who are probably in their middle fifties, as I am. And I, I don't mean as, as a joke. I mean, mm-hmm. for many folks in their fifties, their careers are coming to an end. It's very difficult. And when you're on a fixed income or a low income, the rate rises around the country, not just Hamilton, but around the country. Uh, turning the elderly citizens into uh, almost an endangered species. So my first wish is reduce the rates back to 3.5% or lower than the rate of inflation, and maybe some of the older folks in town can stay. Otherwise, they're going to have to move and find somewhere with the lower rates uh, uh, rise and live that way. So that's wish number one, get the rates down. Can I throw a spin on that, if that's all right? What about a pick-and-choose rate system? You see, I was talking there yesterday, strangely enough, about about rate rises, etc. And you know, the problem with the problem with rates is that people don't know what they pay for. And yes, granted, there's a lot of flab in the system, and granted, central and local government could be done a lot more efficiently. But you know what? For even sometimes three, four thousand dollars, you're getting twenty two services a year, right? And with a power bill, you're paying one, and you're paying about the same amount for just one service. So if people could actually see what they were getting and pick and choose what they wanted, and, you know, when you get to it, like, for example, when you get to an age where you're not going to use a swim, swimming pool anymore, that comes off your rates. When you get to an age where you're not going to use rubbish uh, facilities uh, as much, that comes off your rates. When you're not going to use as much water, that comes off your rates. So you're actually pick and choosing your rates a little bit more. So then you can afford to live in that great city. 
I, I love the idea, and, and in part the reason why I like it is, uh, for example, if we apply that to uh, Waihee Beach, our batch over there, we pay more rates there than we do uh, at Mount Wanganui. Yeah. Part of the yeah. reason for that is, is development is going on, and we don't use many of the services there. Now, yeah. let me uh, let me come further back a little bit. One of the issues for me with the rate rise issue, and I don't want to talk about rates all the time, but yeah. one of the second wishes I have is I'd like to see Hamilton become the first city that says we are not a development centre. And the reason I say that is because I see increasing traffic woes in Hamilton and other issues that come with major developments, not just here, yep. but Auckland, Tauranga, everywhere, there seems to be this drive towards growth, this I drive hear towards you. development. I hear my, you. Se- yeah. my second wish, and I know that you've been a supporter of this about growing up rather than growing out, and I still think that's a marvellous idea, but here's the point. I'd like to see Hamilton City Council, second wish, don't do peacocks. Don't do subdivisions. Don't do development. Don't subsidise them. Don't offer them money. Don't do anything. Right now, Hamilton can't cope with what it's already got, but you're continuing to grow. So I'd like to see Hamilton become the first anti-growth city of the country. Wow. 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 That's, that's, that one's so big it's got cojones hanging off it. That is huge. It's, um, it's <laughs> a bad phrase. But you're right. You're right. If we could actually just say, hey, you know what? We're not going to be growth at all costs. We're going to be better, not bigger. Uh, but the, fl- the trouble, what's gonna, you know what's going to happen then? Everyone's going to hear about this and everyone's going to want to move here. <laughs> yeah, they'll see the gaps in the market. So, yes, please, can I have some? <laughs> yes, please, exactly. Good, good wish. Like it. I like it. I like it. I mean, because growth is expensive. And that brings it all back to rates again. You know, you, you're right about keeping it to inflation. But the trouble is, rates aren't self sustaining. Um, and at the moment, for whatever reason, the rates aren't paying the bills. And, yeah, and uh, I think uh, part of that, Mark, I think, too, is you need to look, I think, quite realistically at what's going on in terms of infrastructure within councils. Councils yeah. love themselves. And I don't mean the elected wing. I mean the, the people within councils. Uh, they've got long-term careers, many of them. But here's the point I want to make. We've got a ratepayer millionaire who's the chief executive. He's taken home $8,000 a week. That's more than the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Uh, the chief executive doesn't have to deal with the military. Uh, he doesn't have to deal with Trump. He doesn't have to deal with any of the issues that Trudeau has to deal with. So why are we paying him so much? Well, I'll tell so you for what. me, yeah. that indication is, for me, one of the things we need to stop. I'd like to have a council that is realistic. That's the third wish, is let's get this down so that people can look at councils and say, look, we're working hard, we're mean and lean, and we're doing what we need to do, but we don't need people paying $8,000 a week to be a town clerk. I'll tell you what, you know, th- there's two issues in that. One is that, yeah, the CEOs in general, you'd agree, are just on this rampantly ridiculous pay scale. And uh, and we're presented as employers the pay scale for CEOs in general, then we have to work within that. Uh, and that's not a, not a softy way out, sort of like an MP's pay rise or anything like that, but it's unfortunately the way that it's, it's become at the moment, largely because those scales are determined by CEOs. But... You'd be impressed, I think, with what uh, Richard Briggs came up with yesterday, and we've asked him to save like $100 million or $94 million over 10 years. Why uh, did he need to be asked, Mark? Oh, okay, why sorry. Isn't that, why isn't that just part of the normal process of being yeah, a chief executive? Okay, fair point, fair point. Uh, okay, instructed, told, expected of, etc. Yeah, you're right. It, is, it should be his job. But um, but he's come up with a, like a reimagine local government type scheme, which I think you'll actually really quite like. It's um, First of all, it's about a whole lot of engagement and um, 
encouraging a better understanding from the community. Well, listening to the community a bit better, put it that way, uh, rather than just submissions and just the you know the hackery schemes that we've got now that you and I have, have talked about for a long time. He wants to really drill down into the community and find out what they really want us to do or want the council to do for them so then we're not actually doing stuff that people don't even want, uh, which I think is, a, is, is actually a pretty clever way of looking at stuff. And then there's a whole... Well, why then, Mark, do we need to have a 10-year plan and submissions for the public? Isn't that already in play? Legislation. We, you got to do it. That's what central government tells us what to do. And yeah. there, I reckon, hopefully, we'll be on your wish list that we can break away from central government and secede from the, secede from the union. <laughs> Look, that was wish number four. Was I it? want to see. I want to see... Here's wish number four. Yeah. I want to see Laird McGillicuddy run Hamilton as an independent fiefdom. <laughs> that, I think, would change the city forever. We could go back in time. We could do everything we want we could carpet the roads which would of course be fantastic for the carpet industry that was one of their major policies so yes i want Ed mcgillicuddy to run the city which number four i'd like that just for a year that would be fantastic <laughs> that would be well okay. he's not gonna he doesn't need eight thousand dollars a week no he doesn't in fact he'd probably do it for eight thousand a year but we'll yeah we'll go well, there just, just give the man some pumpkins he'd be happy <laughs> you scare me a bit you're scaring me quite somewhat okay last wish uh, I'd like to see, I think, the city become more confident in its own self. Yeah. And that's a big one. And I think in part what that comes from is the people understanding that they live in a pretty flash part of the country. It may not have coast, but if you love that town as I love that town, there's some fantastic things. And I think, you know, I wrote several weeks ago about having a built-in cringe factor button that you come with when you're Hamiltonian. Mm. And I know this is a big wish, but I'd really like to see the city lose the cringe factor button and say, damn, the rest of the country, we're Hamilton and we don't mind. We're going to like what we've got here. So <laughs> yeah. we'll leave it. We're Hamiltonian. Stuff off and uh, go and live in Auckland. We don't care. So what you're suggesting is a compulsory bus ride twice a year to Auckland to see what it's really like for every resident and then come home and go, ah, and like their lot. I did that in 1990. I worked at the Auckland Star for six whole weeks before the Auckland Star crashed and burned and oh, yeah. disappeared from sight. Yeah. And I never went back. I thought, and it was 1990. <laughs> it's not as bad as what it was now. <laughs> but look, if we could all get our bikes and our ponies with Laird McGillicuddy and go up to Auckland every <laughs> once in a while, that would be all that we'd need. We'd, we'd love Hamilton. Carpet the roads. That's the suggestion of the day. Max Christopherson, love having you on the show. Um, a truly great bloke. We will see you, um, we'll uh, talk with you next week. Yeah, well done. Thanks, Mark. Good on you, mate. All the best. Thank you, bye-bye. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.